mindset is everything. And I think at the time, like it can kind of suck to hear it, but it's like knowing that this will pass, right? Nothing is permanent. And in those moments, it can feel really hard, but you are getting stronger. You are becoming more resilient and you are so powerful. And any of those low points will actually help you connect with your audience more. Welcome to Made It Happen podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Hafling. Made It Happen is a podcast series highlighting female founders who took a chance and launched their own business. Through interviews with female entrepreneurs, Made It Happen is dedicated to inspiring others through stories of those who have experienced going out on their own firsthand, discussing all the highs and the lows. It can be easy to see the glamorous side of starting your own business through the internet and social media, but what does it really take behind the scenes to launch and run your own successful business? Hear how these inspiring female founders made it happen. Okay, so I just want to start off by saying thank you so much for joining me here today. And I'm so excited to hear about your journey as an entrepreneur and the creation of your business. Yay, I'm so excited to chat with you. Thank you for having me. Yes, of course. So how about we start off with having you just introduce yourself a bit? Yeah, for sure. So my name is Kara and I am the founder and chief fun officer of the Playful Warrior. I'm also the first play coach for adults. I'm a play and mindset coach. I am the creator of Thought Play. Outside of work, I was a competitive hip hop dancer for a really long time. Uh, I do Latin dancing now and I can. I speak Spanish as well. I have been to 42 countries and counting, obviously. That is no longer a thing with COVID. Um, and I really love breakfast. I would say those are some fun facts about me to get started. <laughs> <laughs> I love those. And so I'm excited to jump in and hear more about your business and sort of how this all got started. It's definitely a unique business. So I'd love to hear a little bit about how this came to be and just about the business in general. Yeah. So I worked in the corporate world for 10 years. I was working in communications and public relations. To be totally honest, I wasn't happy in my job. I knew that there was something else out there for me, but I just had no idea what that was. And when I would think about it, I would just feel lost and stuck and just didn't feel like I had any clarity. So I just stayed in that job for a really long time and then COVID happened and I had a lot of travel clients. So I lost my job right away. And that was kind of for me, my chance to figure out what I actually wanted to do. It was very scary, especially the financial aspect when you're not prepared for that. But there was a weird part of me at the same time that was so relieved. Uh, like I couldn't believe how relieved my soul felt like, wow, I just felt like it was really time to show up for me. And also in my personal life at the time, a lot had been happening for the kind of the past like six months, I would say. Um, I had had a breakup. I had been working through a lot of like childhood trauma. So it was a very heavy time. I had a really bad cockroach infestation. There were ongoing health issues. Like just so much was happening and everything felt so heavy. And so then I had been talking to my therapist and I had been doing a lot of like inner child healing. So reconnecting back to little Kara. And she had suggested like playing more. But I found that 
with therapy or you kind of like hear like it's a good idea to play, but there are no tools, there are no resources. Um, a lot of adults, we don't even know what play is. So I didn't even really know what she meant by that, but I decided to try to like learn how to play more. So I did that totally on my own because to be honest, I couldn't find any resources. So I just myself started doing playful tasks every day. And I noticed that I was feeling so much better. I was feeling so much more connected to self. I was feeling adaptable and creative. And all of a sudden I had all these business ideas and I had no idea I ever wanted to be an entrepreneur. I was just feeling healthier as well, more connected to my intuition, like all these amazing things. So I was like, there is something with this play stuff. Like, yes, it is amazing for inner child healing and connection to self, but there's something else here. So I started studying the science of play and I was just astounded at all the benefits of play and how science backs it up and how important it is for our daily life to really thrive in all aspects. Um, And just shocked that we learn the discourse around play that we do. We learn that it's immature and silly and like fluffy and purposeless when it's actually so purposeful. So I just kind of was going on my own journey. I learned how important it was. I looked around, I saw how disconnected adults were from play, especially, I mean, given like COVID and the pandemic and how necessary it was for mental health and for our well-being. And so I was like, okay, there is a business idea here. And I got really excited. But at the same time, I was also very nervous. I had a lot of self-doubt come up. Uh, It was very different than what I used to do. No one else was doing it. So there was a lot of fear. And that was when I realized I had a lot of mindset blocks. And I realized that to be an entrepreneur, mindset is very important. So I seriously got into neurolinguistic programming and hypnosis and got certified in both of those. So I became a clinical hypnotherapist and an NLP practitioner. And then that really helped me like that. After those, I got like really confident. I really stepped into this identity of a confident, excited entrepreneur. And so there I was like knowing the power of mindset, the power of play and decided to combine them together. And that was where I created my eight week program thought play. That is a combination of subconscious reprogramming and play. Uh, Because subconscious reprogramming is so important because 95% of what we do is driven by our subconscious mind and all these patterns we've adapted from childhood that are so limiting. So it's really cool that we can take our power back and reprogram our subconscious to behaviors and actions and habits that actually get us moving toward what we want. So I was really excited and that was kind of how thought play came together and the playful warrior. And yeah, so it kind of started from this darker time, but it really kind of just ended up being this beautiful story. And uh, yeah, I never, like even two years ago, I never could have imagined I would be a play coach. Like that would have sounded so wild to me. So um, it's really cool. You you never know what will happen. Yes, definitely. And, and I think it's so interesting. And like you said, it's so important, especially now, you know, a lot of people definitely have extra stress and a lot to worry about. And so I think it's so important to have that sort of creative outlet and just way where you can just really, like you said, connect with your inner child, which I absolutely love that. And do you want to just talk a little bit about, you know, the creation of the programs for it and sort of what elements you wanted to bring into it to sort of bring it all together? Yeah. So for me, it was important because I actually knew like a lot of people were doing inner child healing 
and they were doing the parts that were really heavy, which are like needed. And I'm, I'm never about bypassing pain at all. And I think it's so important. We feel our emotions and we need that to heal. Um, but people just didn't really have tools as to how to play. So that was why I came up with this eight week journey where it's like, Adults can do this. They can do all kinds of play, see what works for them, have a really good time. For me, the best way to do that was I created the play box in the playbook. So any client who works with me for the eight weeks will get really fun mail. And the play box has all these amazing different tools in it that will help you tap into play because play is so sensory. So I actually never say what is in the play box because Play is best when it is spontaneous. We really want to tap into our curiosity and we don't want our logical brain kind of like preparing for it in advance. So it's it's best when we are really curious and it's a surprise. So I keep it a surprise. Uh, and then there's the playbook as well, which is a 94 page book that takes you on this play journey as well to really tap into self-expression and uninhibited creativity. It was really important for me to undo limiting beliefs in this program, both through subconscious reprogramming, but through the playful tasks we do, because so many adults think they're not creative. They think because they can't draw, they're not creative, or they don't even want to draw because in society, we learn to like achieve in a please. So they think that, okay, well, if I can't draw well, why would I want to do this? And it's like, we only want to do things if we're like good at them. But I mean, good is such a subjective word, right? I think we are also creative. Creative is just means that we are tapping into new perspectives and we do that every day. We even like when we're cooking or putting on clothes, like we're tapping into it all the time. So for me though, it was really important to get people expressing themselves, honestly, giving themselves permission to have fun without the need to achieve. So a lot of the work I do will be like doing art that is purposely bad because it's so fun and you don't need to be an artist by any means to paint at all. Like it's just for me. And I had that experience. I you know, I wasn't an artist by any means. Like I can't even write on lines barely. So I didn't do art at all. Cause it just like, I was like, why would I do that? Cause I'm, I'm not good at it. But now that I've returned to it and it's just like really fun, abstract stuff. I really enjoy it because it's like me showing up for my inner child, giving myself permission to express myself. So that was a huge component of the program as well. And I just, and then I really combined it with my NLP and my hypnosis training. So you really go on this journey of meeting your inner child, meeting your future self, finding out like, who do you want to be moving towards to? What is your future vision? Getting very clear on that, setting goals, uh, and then doing really powerful subconscious mindset techniques where we we work on your subconscious timeline and we release like any negative emotions or limiting decisions or limiting beliefs you have that are really stopping you from standing into your power and then doing hypnosis, things like that, that really just reprogram loving, kind behaviors and actions to just get you moving towards what you want. And then the coolest part though, is that all this gets to be really fun. Um, and that was a huge part of it too. And just like really creating connection and fun at the same time. Mm -hmm. I, I love that. And I think that it is so important. And, you know, a lot of people don't think about sort of doing those things just for the fun of it. But like you said, it's important and it really kind of translate in a lot of different ways. So I love that that's sort of how it's incorporated in there. And I also wanted to touch on, you know, you talked about how you 
were sort of wanting to leave this job where you just knew that there was something else out there. And then sort of when that opportunity came, um, you know, you said it was sort of a lower point, but you were able to bring this out. And so I'd love to hear if you have sort of any advice for someone who maybe is going through that tough time right now and how to get over it as well as, you know, once you did start sort of getting over the self-doubt and really, you know, building this business. Yeah, for sure. Like I think um, mindset is everything. And I think at the time, like it can kind of suck to hear it, but it's like knowing that this will pass, right? Nothing is permanent. And in those moments, it can feel really hard, but you are getting stronger. You are becoming more resilient and you are so powerful. And any of those low points will actually help you connect with your audience more. Um, and you, you'll just be more relatable and they'll be able to resonate with you. And so it's, it's actually, um, yeah, it's, I know though in those low moments, I may not have enjoyed hearing something like that, but like looking back now, I can just see how much stronger I got from that and how much that strength really helps me connect with my audience now. So it's like, keep going, you will get through this. And really the important thing I think for me was learning to connect with myself and learning to validate myself. I was always looking to other people to validate me and looking for that external validation and love. And I, to be honest, I didn't really know how to give it to myself. And I was always so concerned with what other people thought of me. And if I would have kept that, like the playful warrior wouldn't have happened. I had people in my life who did not support this idea because it seemed so crazy at first. And it's like, if I would have only listened to those outer voices, this idea wouldn't have happened. So it's so important you learn to trust yourself. You can trust yourself and you don't need to listen to the outside people. Um, yeah, just like developing that self-connection with your inner child, knowing you are so worthy and you're so lovable is so important. Mm -hmm. I definitely agree. And I think, you know, it's like you said, it's so important. I think especially entrepreneurs or everyone has that instinct and sort of knows when they really want to go for something. And so, you know, it is great to get feedback, but I think when you know that it's right, it's good to, you know, push yourself out of that comfort zone, but also know that, you know, you are on the right path because there's something great that will come out of it. And you touched on to, you know, a lot of the great sort of benefits of why it's so important for adults to connect back to that playfulness and sort of that, that child, childlike play. And so do you want to just talk a little bit about some of those? Yeah, of course. So yeah, it's so interesting, um, the science behind play. So play deprivation is actually a risk for our health which I was stunned to learn. Um, so as a society, we are super play deprived. But to truly connect with ourselves, we need play. Play is inherently who we are. We all have playful parts. A lot of us have been shamed out of them, but they are still there. And when we reconnect to them, play opens up what is possible for us, right? We're in this imaginative state of possibilities. So it really expands our life. And then it, of course, brings us more joy and fun and more creativity, adaptability, productivity. A lot of people think that play isn't productive, but it's actually the exact opposite. By taking these moments to play, we are becoming more productive and focused. Um, and it actually brings us more wealth as well. I like to say the more fun you have, the more money you can make because energetically you are really tuned into who you are and you're taking care of you so you can show up more powerfully and attract more wealth. Uh, and it really improves our health and well-being. You know, it reduces our cortisol 
It um, increases our endorphins, which are those feel-good hormones, which are so important, especially during a pandemic. Uh, and play also builds self-esteem and self-trust and really will help us feel more confident and balanced. So there are all these amazing, amazing benefits. Um, and I only wish, you know, we learned them sooner. Definitely. I think, I, I mean, it's so interesting and I definitely didn't know a lot about that. So I think it's great to, you know, have that background and really see the importance of it and benefits behind that. And, you know, I'm also, you know, curious as to maybe some advice for your you would give to adults to really get creative if they're sort of feeling stuck in the moment or maybe one of your favorite ways to sort of get out of that? Yeah, for sure. So my favorite way is to do, again, something that feels like totally unrelated to it. So this might just be like getting a blindfold and doing some like doodling with crayons or painting, or maybe even just like lip syncing and putting on a song. Uh, the reason I bring up the blindfold is because the blindfold takes away the critical factor of our conscious mind. And so already we're not like judging what we're drawing. We're really immersed. And then it heightens the sensory experience of play. But doing something like that will help us forget what we're working on. And then what's really cool is we can actually work out solutions unconsciously. But then at the same time, you know, you are finding more joy. You're feeling more connected to true self-expression while improving your health and just really refueling and filling up your cup. So yeah, the things I love with that, it's like my best ideas will always come from doing stuff like that when I'm not putting pressure on myself and I'm really just giving myself permission to enjoy myself. And it's like, we don't learn to do that. So sometimes it can feel unnatural, especially if you are like feeling really stuck and you're just like, why would this help? But it's like actually just forgetting about it and doing something, something like that can help you get into that flow state and be that much more like productive and connected again. Mm -hmm, definitely. And I think especially now that's so important is, you know, finding ways to get your mind off of that. And especially, you know, get away from screens or anything like that is it's important to take that time. Uh, and I'm also curious, too, is, you know, when you first started this business, you said so there is nothing else like that out there. And so I'm interested in hearing a little bit about how you've gone about marketing this business. Yeah, for sure. So I I primarily market on Instagram. Uh, I do quite a few podcasts and like interviews on the radio. And yeah, I mean, I advertise myself as the first play coach and like I'm a plain mindset coach and that really that my program Thought Play is the first of its kind because there is nothing else out there like it. So it's definitely doing a lot of like education as to why play is so important and how it can really help change people's lives. Like I, I can say for me, the most impactful platform has been Instagram. Absolutely. And I think, yeah, those are some definitely important avenues with marketing. And so I, I love sort of hearing, you know, how those have gone. And um, I'm also curious to hear, you know, since starting your business, has there been sort of one big sort of obstacle that you've overcome? And sort of what did you do during this time to do that? A few come to mind. I would say the first one would just be how isolating entrepreneurship is. Is um, I I like I have heard that before, but I think especially during a pandemic, you can really feel it when you are working on your own, and then of course you can't really see friends or family right now. 
And I know for me, I was always used to managing a team. Like I had all these people to get, delegate to, and now I don't have that. I'm still just a solopreneur. So managing that has been a lot. So having a lot of like grace for myself, not overworking myself, because I think there's so much I want to do. It would be so easy to be working 24 uh, seven, but obviously I don't want to burn out as a play coach. That doesn't make any sense. So <laughs> it's, um, it's having a lot of like grace and setting priorities and also getting really good people in your corner, finding supportive community, finding other entrepreneurs or friends who are there for you is so important. I mean, that has what really helped me get through this is like people I know I can trust and talk to and building that community. I agree. And I think that's so important as an entrepreneur. And like you said, there is sort of that loneliness factor. So finding that community or those people you can really lean on is so important. And you also talked about there too, how, you know, how that had shifted from prior being in the corporate world with a team and now as an entrepreneur, was there any other sort of big changes that, you know, you didn't expect from that transition? Uh, I think just like there, I just had a lot of overwhelm, to be honest, like just that everything I do, there's no one to like edit it. There's no, like I have to do all the accounting and all the like reaching out and just all the social media, the social media actually has been an obstacle as well in the sense of just how much work it is and also managing my energy. I think it can be very draining and it's like, I really want to honor my energy, but also I need to show up for my business and for its growth. So that has been a balance, a little dance as well. And sometimes, you know, I will just take some days off because ultimately I want to keep a really authentic platform and I don't want to be burning out. Right. So it's so important that you take care of you and you don't feel guilty about it. Um, I think, I think a lot of people would likely feel guilty, but it's just reminding yourself that taking this time to rest or to play is actually so important, not only for your health and well-being, but actually for your business. Cause that is when you're going to show up as the best version of you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that's so important, especially, you know, with entrepreneurs wearing all those different hats and having all of those different aspects to think about. It's it's important to just make sure you are in that mindset and without having that proper rest and boundaries, you know, it's it's not going to happen. So I think that that's great advice for any, any entrepreneur. Um, and then on the other side of that, has there been sort of one big successful moment that really stands out to you? Ooh. You know, there are quite a few. Um, The first thing that comes to mind was, so I kind of had a plan for how everything would look and didn't happen that way, but it's totally fine. So I started with my one-on-one program and I had people reaching out to me earlier than I anticipated about other offerings. Like I had corporate companies getting in touch with me, asking if I could do something for them. So I think the first corporate company that reached out to me, I was just really excited because that had only been a month after I launched. And it really just showed that like, wow, I'm not even promoting that. And people are obviously seeing something in what I'm offering that they want to bring this to the workplace already, which was really cool. Um, And I think more of just a general note, like it just seemed that it worked, right? Because this was something that worked for me personally. And I took a big chance launching this and seeing how it will work on adults of all ages. Um, So actually just like doing the sessions and seeing people love them and having so much fun and experiencing joy when a lot of adults like didn't think they could reconnect with their childlike wonder. And so seeing that they can, like those moments are just so special and being like, wow, this thing works. Like, I'm so glad I trusted myself and did this. Um, yeah. So just like, I think 
ultimately though, nothing beats like seeing someone just so connected with their playful nature. Absolutely. I love that. And I think, like you said, it's definitely so important. And so it's great to see that, you know, it, it really is having that impact. Um, and do you have any sort of future plans coming up for your business that you'd like to share? Yeah. So I guess I kind of just gave a little spoiler, but I am working with corporate now. So I, I have gone more into that now. So I still do my one-on-way one-on-one thought play program, which is my favorite because I really get to know someone over these eight weeks and really see massive transformations. Um, But I am doing corporate play sessions. So these are team building sessions with companies who really want to bring their workers together and emphasize connection because that's so hard to do over Zoom right now. So I've found a really fun way to do it and really like boosting mental health and minimizing burnout at the same time. So lots of good stuff coming up. Awesome. Well, I'm so excited to see all those future plans come to life. And, you know, before we wrap up, I I also had done some research and I did see that you said you were once Bradley Cooper's publicist for a day. Um, So I just had to ask sort of about that as well. Yeah, totally. Oh my gosh. That was one of the best days of my life. I was in 2012 and I was working with, at the time, Alliance Films, who's now Entertainment One. And uh, it was my first time ever being a publicist. It was my second day and they gave me Bradley Cooper, which was incredible. And I was so nervous. And I remember like having to go pick him up at the hotel and I was in the lobby waiting and like, I saw him coming to me and I had already been working the first day with other people and everyone always had like a crew of people. Right. And he was just like walking to me alone with like the biggest smile. He was so nice. And he was like, I'm so sorry. Like everyone is going to be late that I'm with. Like they might be half an hour. Is it okay if I wait with you? <laughs> it's like, um, yes, it's okay. So it was really cool. Like I got half an hour alone with him at that point to just kind of like chat in the hotel. And he like, he speaks French and was just telling me about his time in Canada. Um, and then we went the whole day just like doing different media interviews, doing a red carpet and then going to the screening and then after party. But I will just say from my experience, I mean, this was, I guess, almost eight and a half years ago. Uh, he was so nice. Like he was so kind to me the whole day and it was just the best day ever. And I was like, I don't know how I'm ever going to top this day, but that's okay. <laughs> I love that. And yeah, sorry for getting off topic, but I saw that and I was like, I just have to ask. That's, that's so interesting. Um, so it, thank you for sharing. Um, and, and, it was, and it was funny because I, at the time I was like, I really want to take a picture, but then I want to be professional. And like, they, they tell you, you're not supposed to ask to take pictures. So it was really cool then because one of my friends actually found a paparazzi shot of us together, which was great. <laughs> so then my mom printed that out and I now have it on a wall. Hung up, so. <laughs> of course you have to. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Kara, for joining me today and sharing about your business. And I'm so excited to see all the future plans. And where can people go to find your business online? Amazing. Thank you for having me. So you can come play at theplayfulwarrior.com. You can find me on Instagram at theplayfulwarrior. And don't hesitate to reach out. I love chatting with people. You can just DM me always a friendly face or you can email me hello at theplayfulwarrior.com and I can't wait to play with you. 
Thanks for listening to Made It Happen Podcast, the podcast highlighting female entrepreneurs. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, leave a review, and I'll see you next week.